పదకమలం శ్రీగురం వైష్ణవాంశీరూపం సాగ్రజాతం సహగన్ సాధూతం పరిజనాసహితం కృష్ణ
प्रभो निदाधा शिवाशरी गौर्भक्त Hare Krishna, 
Today is the second day of Lord Chaitanya's birth ceremony. <clears throat> the Lord has appeared uh, yesterday, 4th March. Not exactly 4th March, it is called according to Vedic calendar, Gaur Purnima, the full moon day of the month of Phalgun. Phalgun means uh, up to 15th March, from uh, 15th February to 14th March is the month of Phalgun according to Bengali calendar. And on the month of Palgun, the full moon day, full moon night, is the appearance uh, tithi or occasion for Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya appeared on the Palguni Purnima. Purnima means full moon. And Phalguni means the month which is called Phalgun, which is calculated from 14th, uh, 15th February to 14th March. So, after the appearance of Lord Chaitanya, uh, there was great ceremony. Uh, all the inhabitants of Navadeep, his father, 
Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's father was not very rich man, but was very respectable Brahmin. The Brahmin community, especially in those days, 500 years ago, the Brahmin community as a whole, community, they are not very rich because they did not care for material opulence. That is the specific quality of Brahmins. There are four classes of men all over the world people, they are interested uh, for success of this human form of life. Uh, they are called Brahmins. And the next class of men, they are interested for political power. Uh, next important class. First important class men is called who are seeking success of the human form of life. And the next class, they are seeking success to become very rich within this material world and by political power. Another next class is trying to be successful by material opulence, by earning money in the mercantile community. First class, second class, third class. They are third class. And the fourth class men, they are called sudras. That means they have no other ambition than to fill up their belly only, that's all. They have no intelligence to become Brahmin, neither to become Chhatri administrator or to occupy political powers, neither they have energy to become very rich businessman or industrialist. Uh, therefore they are called fourth class men. So that division is there all over the world. Either you name differently, but these four classes of men are there. Either in India or in America or Hawaii or Japan or anywhere. If you divide all people, they will you will find one class of men. They are not interested with this opulence of material happiness. They are seeking philosophers. Uh, learned scholars, scientists, religionists, uh, reformers, their business is different. So, naturally, the Brahmin class of men, uh, they are not very rich.
ขอแรบอาร์ always because they do not endeavour for material opulence apparently uh, they look very poor but actually they are rich in knowledge uh, but people do not care for knowledge at the present moment at least uh, they care for material opulence They think that this life is meant for uh, highest grade of sense gratification. That is the general thinking. Uh, in this city, uh, any city you go, they are struggling very hard. Everyone is trying to get very rich, to get monetary power. So that they can satisfy their senses, just like I hear from my students that this island Hawaii is meant for tourists. Uh, tourists means they are all rich class of men. They come here to spend money for sense gratification. That is the way of civilization, the modern civilization. Uh, Earn money at any cost, at the risk of uh, all advancement of life. Uh, enjoy. Uh, so this is not new thing, but at the present moment in this age, this mentality has increased very improportionately. So when I came to the compound, to the yard of this house, I was very happy to hear the chanting Hare Krishna, because in this great city of sense gratification, at least in one corner there is the vibration of Hare Krishna mantra. Uh, today, of course, we find that our this uh, small endeavor to preach this Hare Krishna mantra is not very successful. But it has got the potency if the workers uh, try for it. My Guru Maharaj used to say that if people do not come to hear this philosophy, don't be discouraged. You sit down in a room and try to preach, the four walls will hear you. Don't be disappointed. So uh, there is no cause of disappointment, uh, but uh, this is very, today is very important day. Lord Chaitanya's uh, birthday ceremony, at least in India, uh, especially in Navadde, uh, there is very, very great ceremony today. Thousands and millions of people are gathering to observe 
this important ceremony. So ceremony, apart from ceremonial function, let us try to understand the philosophy of Lord Chaitanya. So Lord Chaitanya thought it, not thought it, this is a fact, that this, this sort of life, seeking material happiness, material happiness means sense gratification, that's all. Actually, according to Bhagavad-gītā, not according to Bhagavad-gītā, that is a fact, according to any authoritative statement, sukham mattam tikam jatat atindriya grahyam. Sri Krishna says that sukham atantikam. Atantikam means the super, super happiness. Atantikam. That which you cannot excel more. That's the final point. That sort of happiness is not possible to achieve. Happiness, first of all, you must understand, happiness means sense gratification. Happiness. You can understand it very easily. If I get some nice food stuff, because it satisfies my taste palate, I feel happiness. Oh, very nice food and eating. Similarly, you take any uh, of your sense organs, when it is satisfied according to the sense object, it is called happiness. So the summon substance of happiness is uh, to sense, uh, satisfy the sense. But Krishna says that sukham atantikam, the supermost happiness uh, can be achieved not by these senses, but otindriya. Uh, otindriya means transcendental sense. Just like at the present moment our senses are gross material senses. But there is another sense, not another sense, this sense, this is covered sense. Suppose you will try, you will be able to understand, now I want to touch some soft place to enjoy the sense of this hand, touch sense. But if the hand is covered with globes, I cannot enjoy that sense so nicely. You can easily understand. The sense is there, but if it is artificially covered, then 
in the facilities there, I cannot enjoy the sense perfectly. Similarly, we have got our senses, but our senses are not covered by this material body. The Krishna gives us indication in the Bhagavad-gītā that the super-happiness can be achieved by that sense, not this covered sense. Covered sense, uh, you cannot enjoy the happiness uh, superbly. Sukhamātantikaṅja tat otindriya-grāṁ. Otindriya means transcendent, not this covered sense. And Krishna consciousness means uh, we have got consciousness, everyone is conscious. But that 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 consciousness is covered consciousness. So we are trying to clear the consciousness without any cover, without any collar. Just like there is water, pure water, taxi water. It is very clear. But if you take a clear water and if you color it, then it is colored water, it is not pure water. Or if it is not distilled, if you add some chemical, sugar or salt, then the taste is different. That is not the real taste of water. Just like if you thirsty, if you want water, if I give you uh, some uh, adulterated water, you are not satisfied. If you get clear water, pure water, then your thirst is quenched or satisfied, because the taste is there in the clear water, not in the covered water. Similarly, Krishna says, that super happiness, super sense gratification can be achieved by your transcendental sense, not by these covered sense. So our Krishna consciousness movement is to clear that covered sense or this collared consciousness or adulterated consciousness, then everything will be there. You cannot kill consciousness. That is not possible. The Buddha philosophy is <coughs> to stop consciousness, nidbāna. According to Buddha's philosophy, this consciousness is production by combination of this matter. This body is combination of matter, earth, water, fire, air, ether, and 
according to Bhagavad Gita, further mind, intelligence, ego. This is combination. Uh, they are very uh, finely analyzed by the Sankha philosophy system, by Vedic system, into twenty-four uh, elements. And according to some, twenty-five, and according to some, twenty-six. According to our Vaishnava philosophy, twenty-six. According to Mahavad philosophy, this is twenty. Why? And according to uh, uh, impersonal philosophy, all wide philosophy, it is twenty-four. So originally it is eight. Uh, so in this way, Buddha philosophy means that this whole existence of our body or our self is the combination of matter. That is the way of thinking of modern scientists also, that this body is a combination of matter. Under Darwin's theory also, like that, organic matter, inorganic matter, they are studying evolution of this matter, organic matter. Uh, but actually that is not the fact. Uh, uh, the fact is that we, individual soul, oh, that is the real fact. And that individual soul is the seed, and upon that seed this body has developed. According to our Vedic understanding, the body develops on the seed. This is very practical. Why you have got different bodies, different types of bodies? Because the condition of the seed is different. The seed is the uh, spirit soul and uh, by material contact uh, it is covered by fine finer body intelligence mind and ego and according to the quality of that ego uh, uh, we develop different kinds of this material gross body uh, Therefore, somebody has developed the body in the modes of goodness because material nature is divided into three qualities goodness, passion, and ignorance. Somebody has developed body in the modes of passion, somebody has developed body in the modes of ignorance. But the root is the spirit soul. And the final cover is a desire, ego, intelligence, mind. And the gross cover is this body. 
So Buddha philosophy simply takes account of this gross body. Uh, they do not take account of the mind, because as soon as they go to the platform of mind, then immediately the question will be, whose mind? Whose intelligence? Then you have to come to the spirit soul. But the people for whom this Buddha philosophy was preached, they are not very intelligent class of men. Therefore Lord Buddha did not give them the information of the subtle body or the soul. They are unable. Why? They are unable. They are gross materialists. The gross materialists, they are animal killers. The gross materialists. These animal killers, according to Bhagavata also, they cannot understand finer things. Those who are animal killers and animal eaters, they cannot understand finer philosophical matter. Their brain is gross. Therefore, they are much inclined to mechanical way of life. Machine. Machine is gross. You see? We therefore, for we, our students, are not to be meat eaters because uh, by refraining yourself from meat eating, you will have and uh, you will develop. Finer, not only refraining from meat eating, that is a, one of the conditions. There are other conditions also, but this is one of the conditions. Parikhit Maharaj said this Krishna consciousness movement is understandable by liberated class of men. Liberated class means above the Brahmins. But those who are killer of the animals, the killer of the animals are two kinds. One of one gross killer, killing cows, goats, and chickens, these so many. Gross killer. Another killer is soul killer. Soul killer means uh, those who do not take any care for the soul. They are taking care of this gross body. So there are different kinds of philosophies in the world. But not Chaitanya's philosophy is the super-philosophy. Super-philosophy means, why super-philosophy? Just like Lord Buddha's philosophy is uh, there is no acknowledgement of the sup- Supreme Personality of Godhead or any God. His philosophy is this ma- uh, uh, the body, our material, this present condition is a combination of matter. Uh, 
So you uh, dismantle the matter by meditation. You uh, disperse the matter. Let the earth go to the earth. Let the water go to the water. Let the fire go to the fire. Let this uh, ether go to the ether, the, the air, because this is combination of uh, earth, water, fire. So disperse it. When go to the total water, total earth, total air, then uh, just like you prepare a doll. You take little earth, you take little water, you dry it in the air, and then uh, you, um, I want to say, burn it in the fire, and it becomes a doll. You see, that means you take all the all the help of all these ingredients and it appears. Similarly, this body has appeared in that way, by combination. So you, when, if the doll is broken, then in due course of time uh, it mixes again, thus thou art, thus thou beest, again mixes with the water, earth, air, there is no. So as soon as it, it is dismantled, and this verse, or oh, there is no more oh, uh, consciousness, or the feelings of happiness or distress. Because we are all concerned with the feelings or consciousness of happiness and distress. Everyone is embarrassed. Everyone is trying that I shall become happy in this way. So that means he is feeling distress. So, according to Lord Buddha's philosophy, these feelings of happiness, distress is due to this combination of matter. So we dismantle this matter, material, there will be no more distress and nirvana. Finish. Nirvana means finish. But Lord, I am to say, Further development, uh, Shankar, he says, no, matter is not all. This is false. Matter has grown on the platform of spirit, Brahma Sattva Jagan Mithya. And the Vaishnava Acharya said, yes, spirit is the basic principle. Matter is false. That's all. But that spirit is not void. There is spiritual construction. As in the material world, there is material construction. In the spiritual world, there is spiritual construction. So that spiritual construction is not known to other philosophers than the Vaishnava philosophers. So the Lord Chaitanya's philosophy, that is the greatest contribution to the world, that these living entities who are anchoring after happiness by different process, uh, by material process, by a philosophical process, uh, by mental concoction or mental process, uh, they are trying, and Lord Krishna also said they are trying, but that happiness is available 
when your senses or consciousness are pure. And the same philosophy is also Lord Chaitanya's philosophy. He says that Jivel Sarupai Nitya Krishna Das. What is that pure consciousness? Uh, Krishna said that uh, happiness can be achieved in pure consciousness or when your senses are transcendent. He gave hint. Not only hint, he practically suggested also that you simply surrender unto me. So Lord Chaitanya said the same thing. Lord Krishna said, as the Supreme Lord, He commanded. He has got the commanding power because He is the Supreme God. That you surrender unto. Yeah. Just like some superior, the teacher or father or king says, you must do it. Oh. But there is force. And the state says, you must do it. But there is, if you do not do it, then there is force. That's like this draft board, the demanding that you must join. If you don't join, there will be force. You will be forcibly joined. So here in the Krishna's order, because He is Krishna, He is the Supreme Lord, there is no force. There is voluntary. He says that this is life. You surrender unto Me, but he could force Arjuna to surrender, or anybody, because he is Supreme Lord. But that force he does not apply, because he has given us little independence. Therefore, if he forces, then his gift of independence is misused from his side. We are misusing our that gift of independence. But for that reason, uh, Krishna cannot withdraw your independence. Just like you are independent citizen, you are, if somebody misuses that independence, he becomes a criminal. But still the independence continues. You are criminal, you are punished, again you are set free. That means you are given again independence. But again if you misuse, then again you are put into prison. Similarly, if the state cannot withdraw your independence, then what is the meaning of this independent country? How God can withdraw the independence He has given to you? that he will not withdraw. It is up to you to use your independence properly. That proper use of independence is to surrender unto. We are suffering, we are manufacturing so many philosophical ways, but actual position is, that is the statement of Bhagavad-gītā, that we are part and parcel of Krishna, God. We are not working according to our particular duty, just like 
this finger is part and parcel of my body, it has got a particular duty to serve the whole body. When it is unable to do it, it is painful, the physician or the surgeon says that this finger should be amputated, otherwise it will create disturbance to the whole body. Similarly, we are all part and parcel of the Supreme Whole. Uh, but uh, not surrendering unto Him, misusing our independence, we are giving pain to the Supreme. Therefore He comes that you surrender. Don't give me pain. You just abide by my order. Uh, that will give me pleasure. You will be happy. That state of consciousness to abide by the order of Krishna is Krishna consciousness. That's it. So Krishna comes personally to canvas that this is not your proper order of life. You are misusing your independence for sense gratification and uh, wandering and through various types of transmigration of bodies, sometimes human bodies, sometimes dog's bodies, sometimes cat's body, sometimes demigod's bodies, sometimes rich bodies, sometimes poor body. So uh, you stop this business. Krishna says, Sarvadhanmanparitaj, you have manufactured so many duties. That duties means you are manufacturing so many bodies. That's all. Why you have got different types of bodies? We have manufactured it. God has given us facility. I wanted to become such and such. He has given us facility. All right, you become such and such. If I want to become a tiger, God will give me all the facilities to become a tiger. Uh, he'll give me facilities, uh, paws and nails and teeth, so that immediately I can capture any animal. And with the instruments which is provided within my body, I can immediately uh, scratch it into pieces and eat. Similarly, if uh, you see the cranes, they have got big beaks. Why? Because they have to catch fish from within the water. So the beak must be very long. So there is facility. Uh, the hog has different mouth because he has to eat stool. So a different kind of body. So these bodies means we are manufactured according to our different mentality. Krishna says that you stop all this business. Simply you are migrating or transmigrating from one body to another or one planet to another. That will not make you happy. Sarvadhanman, you just surrender unto me. Because you are meant, your original creation is meant for serving me. Just like this, this body, when this body was made in, in the womb of my mother, it was just like a small pea. And from that pea, different holes came out 
and then hand came out, leg came out, the fingers came out. Why this finger was created? Because I I require the service of the fingers. Uh, suppose if I want to press something, if there was no nail, then I cannot press. It is so nicely manufactured. Uh, by my energy, by my desire, and nature supply me ingredient, uh, it is manufactured. Uh, so you are manufacturing different bodies. Uh, but our real sense is covered. Uh, so that transcendental sense can be discovered when we give up these sense, these uh, material sense gratificatory process by creating different kinds of body. So that is the profit of Krishna consciousness. So the people of modern civilization, they have no information about this, how this body is being created. They're simply uh, busy with the present problem. That's all. Present problem is not problem. Uh, we are eternal. Our problem is eternal. Therefore, the modern age, the people are not very intelligent. They are advertising themselves that they are very much advanced. Actually, they are fools. And it is folly to be wise where ignorance is bliss. The whole world is full of ignorance. Therefore, uh, we are trying to preach this Krishna consciousness. It is our folly. You see? It is our folly. Uh, the crying in the wilderness. But we cannot stop this business. You see? They may think that why you are nonsense people, you have given up everything, you are chanting Hare Krishna, uh, you are all fools, you are not enjoying life. Uh, they may say like that, but our, because we have nothing to do with them, our business is to satisfy the Supreme. That is my, that is my real sense gratification. Uh, I have got my senses. As soon as I use it for my satisfaction, it is material. And as soon as I use them for Krishna's satisfaction, it is spiritual. That's all. Try to understand the distinction between material and spiritual. Material means this, I have to act. Acting means I have to act with my senses, with my desires, with my thinking, feeling, winning. So many things, because that is original. You cannot stop your thinking, feeling, willing, working, because that is your original nature. You are living entity. If you have no thinking, feeling, willing, desire, or working, then what is the difference between you and the stone? You are not stone. Some philosophers are trying to make you stone, but that is not possible. You cannot become stone. Oh. So the whole process is to rectify, to purify your senses. And the purified sense means instead of using the senses for this uh, so-called material happiness, one has to utilize the senses for happiness of Krishna. Uh, that is purified sense. 
the example, the vivid example is Arjun. Arjun was not willing to fight to satisfy his senses. He thought that if I do not kill my uh, brother or nephews or my grandfather or my teacher, the other side, uh, that will make me happy. Uh, if they are killed, then where is my happiness? This is material calculation because he was giving more importance to the material body. What is his brother? What is his uh, grandfather or teacher? He was seeing the material, just like what is our calculation. I am thinking somebody, my friend, and another body as my enemy. Why? Because I make distinction on the bodily platform. I say uh, American, oh, they are my friends. Russians, they are my enemies. Why? What is the platform of this distinction? The platform is body. Because one has got the Russian body by some or other, another body has got American body. I am making distinction. So this distinction is on the material platform. And the spiritual platform, there is no such distinction because it is simply spirit. Vidyavinaya sampanne brahmani gavihastani sunicita sapakicha pandita samadhas. One who is pandita. Pandita means learned. He does not make any distinction between a learned brahmin or a dog or a cat or a cow because he sees the spirit. So we have come to that spiritual platform. Uh, we have to give up our this sense gratification process, and that is the teaching of Lord Chaitanya. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu practically demonstrated how to adopt that uh, life of pure sense gratification or pure uh, utilization of the senses. He said, Jive Sarupai Nitta Krishna Das. Jive Sarupai, meaning the real nature of the living entity is eternal servitor, eternal servant of Lord Krishna. The same thing. What Krishna taught in the Bhagavad Gita, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught also in his in this Bhagavad Dharma teaching. And practically he showed how to do it. Uh, that is his special. Uh, Lord Krishna said, Sarvadhanman Parittaja Mahamekang Saranang Bhaja. You give up all your material engagement, simply just surrender unto me. I shall give you all protection from all reaction of your past sinful activities because we are creating our next body in this life. So if we uh, become sinful or if we um, act uh, only sinful activities, then we get next body, uh, a very lower class of body, uh, even, uh, in the, even as the germ in the stool 
you see. There are so many varieties of bodies. And if we act nicely, uh, piously, then we get better body. Purdhanga chanti sattvasva. Those who are acting, those who are situated on the platform of goodness, they are promoting their uh, existential uh, status in higher planets. Urdhanga chanti sattvasthya rajasa. And those who are in the modes of passion, they will remain here. And jaghanna gunavittisya adhogachyanti tamasa. And those who are very uh, addicted to all abominable habits, uh, they are clearing their way to hellish life. Uh, so, to abominable life is this four principles that we are trying to avoid. So Lord Chaitanya's teaching, uh, the sum and substance of his teaching is to understand that we are eternal servant of God. And if we uh, immediately engage our energy to satisfy Krishna, then immediately we are transferred to the uh, spiritual platform uh, and if we stick to that uh, activities on the spiritual platform, then, as assured by Lord Krishna, then after leaving this body, we go back to Krishna, Vrindavan, go back to Godhead, back to home. That is our peaceful, uh, eternal peaceful life. We should endeavor for that. Thank you very much. What is that girl? See? Hmm? Why does Krishna have an external energy? Why not? First of all, say why not? Why? Why? What is your objection? He is pure. He is pure, all is pure. Uh, suppose uh, you are very nice girl, nice, and because you pass some urine or stool, does, does it mean that you are bad? Does it mean then? The urine may be bad. The stool may be bad, but because you passed urine all stool, you are not bad. Is it clear? Krishna has got this external energy that does not make Krishna bad. Try to understand it. If somebody asks his, oh, you are so nice. God, nice. Uh, why you are passing stool and urine? Is that any argument? I'm just speaking on the argument side. Is that any good argument? That because you are very good, you shall not pass stool and urine? 
or because uh, you are very good, therefore your urine and stool also be very good. Is that any argument? So similarly, if Krishna has uh, uh, created this external energy, uh, that is for his satisfaction, that's all. But why should you take? If you are, uh, if we are uh, con- uh, confident about Krishna's goodness, why should he bother about Krishna's stool and urine? Why not directly Krishna? Let Krishna pass any amount of stool and urine. We have nothing to do with that. So let there be external energy. You have nothing to do with that. You cannot say, oh, Krishna is all good, therefore his urine and stool. I'm just try to understand. His urine is also good. That's a different thing. I mean to say, if this is an argument that because Krishna is good, he should not pass urine and stool. There is no argument. It is not an external energy is not affecting Krishna. The urine and stool is affecting. Is there are some some worms? They are very much attracted with the stool. You see, they are also creatures of Krishna. Similarly, these material nature, external energy of Krishna, is Krishna's. There is undoubtedly it is Krishna's. But a that one class of living entities, they are attracted by it. We should not be attracted. That should be our because we are not going to be ones of this truth. Krishna, if he, he, he cannot, uh, uh, there are many arguments. If you ask question, uh, why the government has created this criminal department? Is that valid question? The jail department is criminal department, prison, where citizens are put into jail and given trouble. The, if the prisoner says, why the American government has created this prison department? Is that valid question? The American government may create prison departments that by why you are interested there. Why you are going there? The real uh, position is because you are criminal, therefore government has to create such departments. So this material energy is created by Krishna because there are some living entities who are not to satisfy Krishna but satisfy their senses. For them it is there. All right, your field of activity is here. 
So it is not Krishna's desire. It is fulfill your desire. Because in the spiritual world, Krishna is supreme. But if you cannot tolerate Krishna supreme, even here, here there are so many, why there should be God? I am God. I am God. Are you God? But you have got this mean mentality that I am God. You cannot qualify yourself. You do not know what is God, what is the meaning of God. You are claiming God. Because you do not want to serve God. That is your mentality. So for these last lowest class of men, there is external energy. Class of men, they will not uh, abide by the laws of the state. They will uh, repeatedly break it. Therefore, all right, you go there and do whatever you like. That is not government's intention, that people go there and indulge in unrestricted gambling. And there, that Mr. Bhattacharya told me that sometimes some rich man goes there with all his wealth and stake it. And when he's lost, he fires himself. And, and the gambling manager pulls him down and throws him there. There is no law for such killing or such a homicide and anything, do whatever you like. You see? So there is a class of men. Ah. Just like a liquor shop. Liquor shop is licensed by the government. Does it mean the government is encouraging that you become drunkard? But uh, government is giving this license because there is a class of men who must drink and they will violate all, say, all night, let them have. Similarly, there are two kinds of living entities, nitya-vaddha, nitya-mukta, eternally liberated and eternally conditions. You see, so for the conditions, they, they will never agree to abide by God. Therefore, for them, this material world, the external energy, our life, you do whatever you like. You do according to. But still, there is canvassing work. Oh, uh, God sends His Son uh, to canvass. Oh, it is, this is not your right engagement. Please come back to home, back to God. Krishna comes, God Himself comes. He sends His devotees. He comes as a devotee just to again reclaim them. But they are so stubborn, they will not give up this habit. Even in their so-called spiritual cultivation, they are thinking that I am God. I am the mover of the sun, I am the mover of the moon, I am the supreme, and this way. That is a disease, you see. So as for the diseased person, there is a uh, hospital. There is operation is going on, so many severe things are going on. Similarly, for the criminal, there is prison department. So there, it is not the government's desire that there should be hospital or prison house. They can save so much money. But the people want it. 
a class of men, third class men, they want this. They want to be diseased, they want to be criminals. So there must be some department for them. Just like Monte Carlo. So this is a facility for the living entities, for the slight independence which has been given by God to them, that's all. So material energy is there, not by Krishna's own will. You want it, therefore there is. Is that clear? Yes. There will be no more. Is that possible? How many people are coming to become Krishna conscious? So therefore it must remain. Why do you grudge? But you be careful. <laughs> That's all. That is your business. Any other question? Yes, you can request him. And he, he sometimes forces, he puts you in such circumstances that you have no other way than to surrender to Krishna. Yes. <laughs> that is special favor. That is special favor. My spiritual master wanted me to preach, but I did not like it. But he forced me. Yes, that is my practical experience. I had, I had no desire to accept the sannyas order and preach, but my spiritual master wanted it. Uh, I am not very much inclined, but he forced me. That is also done. That is special favor. When he forced me at that time, I thought that uh, uh, what is this? What I am committing some mistake or the, what is that? I was puzzled. But uh, a little after, I could understand that it is the greatest favor shown to me. You see? So when Krishna forces somebody to surrender, that is a great favor. But generally he does not do so. But he does so to a person who is very sincere to Krishna's service, but at the same time he has got slight desire for material enjoyment. In that case he does that this foolish person does not know uh, that material um, uh, facility will never make him happy. 
and he sincerely seeking my fever. But see, he is foolish. Therefore, whatever resource, little resource he has got for material enjoyment, break it. Then he will have no other alternative than to surrender it. That is stated in the Bhagavad Gita. Hey, Srimad Bhagavad. Krishna says <coughs> that if I do somebody special favor, then I make him poverty stick. I take away all his means of sense enjoyment. That is stated in the Simad Because here in this material world, everyone is trying to uh, <coughs> be happy by earning more money, by business, by service, by this way, that way. Uh, but uh, in special cases, Krishna makes his business or service unsuccessful. Do you like that? <laughs> At that time, he has no other alternative than to surrender to Krishna. But sometimes when you are unsuccessful in our business attempt or <coughs> earning attempt, we have become sorry that uh, uh, Krishna is uh, cruel upon me, that I could not sustain this. Uh, but that is his favor, a special favor. You should understand like that. 